Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up and is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox. And with me is the Arrowheads Abroad, very own Captain Phillips, Tom Childs. How are you doing, mate? You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So on the last podcast, you obviously weren't here for it because um, me and Dave had to do our own impromptu show about the Tari kill. Yeah. But we decided that Dave is now the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo. So yeah, Captain Phillips will have to do for now. <laughs> He's our Somali pirate now, isn't he? He is, he is. <laughs> I, I think we do need to come up with a better nickname for me um, going forward. But for now, Captain, Captain Phillips, Phillips will have will to do. do yeah. my, my name is Tom. Captain Phillips is played by a Tom. So I suppose you can find that link. That could kind of work. Well, maybe? It, as we found, nicknames kind of make themselves, don't they? They do. So, oh, yeah. You, you thought you'd chuck that in now. I, I thought I'd chuck it in, yeah. I thought I'd get it in there like in the first minute of this podcast. Really? I feel like, you know, like ice hockey's really big on assists. <laughs> and I feel like you've got the goal, and yeah. rightly rightly so got the goal. But I feel like I deserve at least like a second assist for Mate, this. I'm celebrating. I'm going across the ice, and I'm hugging the hell out of you. That's, you that's how it, that's how it is. That's how the assist goes on this. But do you, do you know how much slack I've got over the last week for apparently stealing your idea? <laughs> do you know there's that many people out there that like that went with this hashtag Legion of Zoom kind of mm-hmm. uh, nickname? Mm-hmm. Where that there is quite a few. Um, should I call them my radicals? I don't know. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> but my radicals, they, they seem to go, hang on a minute, Rich, who came up with that one? You you can't have that. You can't steal it. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate the support from everyone because there's a lot of people who ran with this. And yeah. I thank you all for it. And and Tom was one of those. He was like, he actually came to me and said, can I use it? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck it into the hour headlines. It's great. You know. Yeah. So I was quite proud of it. And you were like, yeah, let's let's get it on a bigger bigger platform than your just your Twitter page, Brad. Um, and yeah it seems to just go really well and Pete even contacted me from um, Arrowhead Pride and said yeah yeah I really enjoyed it let's let's you know let's use it Um, it. and it's just yeah it's just kind of taken off a bit isn't it I mean it it is whether you like nicknames or not I mean there's a lot of people don't like this this Showtime nickname that Mahomes Mm -hmm. gets but um, I did get some people going no no that's rubbish you want something like Speed Buddies and I'm like, that's even worse than what that I just terrible, suggested. Isn't it? <laughs> Speed buddies. <laughs> Send me their Twitter uh, Twitter handle so I can go and abuse oh, them. Please. There was so many people coming up with these other ones. I'm like, it's good, but no. <laughs> what makes what makes me laugh though is people get on at you and at me in my mentions for the whole Legion of Zoom that it not being a very original name because the Seahawks used it. But did they not realise that the Legion of Boom was not an original name themselves? Exactly. They took that from the Legion of Doom from wrestling. Exactly. Um, so it's, there's no such thing as an original nickname. It's already been used before. Do you remember the whole Showtime thing? Golden Tate kicked off because yeah, exactly. that's his nickname as well. Obviously, Patrick exactly. Martin uses yeah. it. So it's basically who uses it best. Okay, 
the Legion of Zoom have got a long way to come to obviously get to the same sort of level as the Legion of Boom. Well, they've got to back it up with a Super Bowl win now, haven't they? Exactly. To, for it but, to stick, you know. But the nickname is fitting. We've got receivers that can run extremely fast and yeah. we've got speed everywhere on this offence. So the Legion of Zoom is just a fitting nickname. And um, well done to you, Brad, yeah. for, for finally getting that nickname out there because I found an old tweet of yours. And yeah, twenty eighteen. You, no, no, no. Earlier than that, um, <laughs> you've been desperate to get this nickname out here for <laughs> for some time because I've been keeping an eye on Twitter and the trends and whatnot regarding Legion of Zoom yeah. and looking at historical tweets regarding the Legion of Zoom, seeing if it's been used before. And you've tried using this once or twice before. I'm not going to lie. Um, most notably, after the high five between uh, DeAnthony Thomas and Tariq Hill. Oh. In, yes. in Denver back in 2016 so you've been trying to push this narrative for the best part <laughs> so the best part of three seasons <laughs> but well done to you you finally got the loose <laughs> yeah you so it's one of those catchy loose. ones that just springs out to you you know <laughs> yeah just you just <laughs> knew it would take off straight away <laughs> So basically, I feel like every time that the chief a fast receiver has scored a touchdown for the Chiefs, you've just been sitting there tweeting Legion of Zoom, just, just waiting. It, please, somebody pick up on it. I actually said it a few times on this podcast as well. Oh, really? Well, I can't tell you what episodes they are. I'll have to listen back to them, but I don't really want to listen to our first ever episode. No. Um, because that's just cringe. I wouldn't um, wish that on anybody. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm quite proud of it at the minute. And, and the whole point behind of it, actually sounded like the Legion of Boom was just basically just to, to piss off the Seahawks fans really as well mm-hmm. um, and so and a, a few own Chiefs fans it seems as well yeah, yeah, some of them really hate it and they're like I can't believe you came up with that I'm like I'm sorry I've been pushing it for three years <laughs> but yeah anyway that's that's my little you know my little gift to the the kingdom at the moment your claim to fame yeah like just just think i know we're still talking about this but <laughs> if i don't know if um i don't even know who does monday night football these days anymore but who say tony romo if you hear tony romo using the term legion of zoom on a cbs broadcast yeah. then you're going to be extremely proud of yourself knowing you, know what, you started this nickname in 2016 i'm so looking forward to the start of the season so that somebody's going to use it you know i'd be so happy if you know mitch holfus used it in one of his broadcasts as well that would be the dream for Mitch <laughs> to say it at some point like screaming it that they've just scored a touchdown and the legion of zoom taste the sweet nectar of the end zone <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good it'd be oh. funny it'd be good um, but I just know that my twitter will just go ding 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 ding, ding for, for ages but yeah, yeah that's probably. the dream mate. That's the more dream. than likely <laughs> more than likely anyway let's talk about some more exciting things that happen um, we're going to be talking about the, the training camp obviously because that's what's going on at the moment but let's talk about the arrivals to training camp Oh, because there was a lot of people waiting on Twitter and Facebook and the world over was waiting to find out mm-hmm. what the sausage was going to turn up in mm-hmm. and he did not disappoint did he <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. You sound disappointed. I think it was. Cool. I'm just not that into NASCAR. Um, he should have got out with jorts on. Uh, you know, I think he's done that before, hasn't know, he? He's done. He should, he's, he should have done it out of the car. See, I was hoping that he was going to go like one or two ways, where he was going to go completely outrageous, like Borat style, mankini, <laughs> and like really go for the whole sausage thing. Um, 
or go the other way and just go like in a suit and have like a briefcase with him or something like that. That's yeah. what I was. That's what I was kind of hoping he was going like to go a, for, like a city guy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, just like completely unexpected to turn up like a banker or something like that. <laughs> or an like, English gent would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have been good. What a little bowler hat. <laughs> yeah, and a an monocle. <laughs> yeah. Or the Monopoly guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But, um, yeah, the, I don't know. The, the NASCAR thing, it sounds ridiculous, but it was kind of predictable which is just stupid i know but (laughs) you predicted it 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 just didn't have the shock factor that i was expecting for an entrance now dusting culprit on the other hand (laughs) (laughs) now that had the shock factor that was a good one wasn't it the specialists arriving for uh, for (laughs) training camp and Colquitt was basically saying he wanted to get Butker uh, and uh, and what was the long slapper called again? What's James called? Winchester. Winchester, that's it. Yeah. Um, getting them there safely. I mean, this thing was like, <laughs> was like a t- you might as well have brought a tank the, the yeah. size of the thing it was. I mean, it's a when big armoured bus thing. Yeah. When it first went past, I thought that surely isn't Mahomes in like a missile launcher or something like that. Is yeah. just, just really rubbing it in, you know. I can't remember what zombie film. What zombie film is it where they've got the bus with the little plough on the front of it and it's got um, weapons all over it. Okay, it's got all protective. That's what this looked like. It looked like it was the perfect vehicle for like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, just needs like knives on the front or something like that. Doesn't yeah. more things, uh, more and then Mahomes throwing missiles from, yeah. from inside it. So, you know, somebody's going to be actually painting that now. They're going to be drawing that image. Yeah. Mahomes stood on top of a, a tank kind of... I don't know, military vehicle thing through like the whole um, gridiron heights version of Patrick Mahomes just on top of <laughs> <laughs> on top of their uh, zombie apocalypse vehicle. Oh, that starts again soon, doesn't it? Gridiron it does. Heights. Oh, it I does. love I love Gridiron Heights Mahomes. Yeah. I yeah. can't do a Mahomes impression. I was about to, I was that close to attempting a Mahomes impression. Were you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, my favourite one was uh, when he when Alex Smith was uh, looking at the the maze and he's saying that's that's way too hard for me, and he goes, "Man, that's some fun easy maze." <laughs> we've got it all to come we're we're six weeks away from the season and then gridiron heights start again how giddy do we sound though we sound so giddy that you know we're watching all the chiefs camp we can't wait for this season we've we've even said in previous podcasts that 2019 was the season was Mm -hmm. the year wasn't it it was um and yeah we i think we've we're, we're kind of captivated by this and it's shown that in the first few days of cheese camp as well. Um, yeah, but just to stop you there, I feel like we felt 2019 was the year for like the Alex Smith-led Chiefs, where I don't feel like it necessarily is the year for the Mahomes-led Chiefs. Like It, it could well be, but I think the Alex Smith-led Chiefs obviously had an expiration date and they had, had a, sh- a smaller window, yeah. where now... The, the Pat Mahomes Chiefs, the the window is wide open and it will be wide open for the next 10 years. But um, mm. I do get what you're saying with the potential like turnaround in terms of old quarterbacks in the league and and then obviously you've got this fresh, young, cropper talent coming in that the Chiefs could be like nicely placed that they should be the team that makes the run. So yeah, I, I entirely understand why people feel 2019 is the year. Well, everyone feels as though it, it's everything's fitting into place a bit now, isn't it? Because uh, it, things like you know the Chris Jones situation, he's come back to training camp now, which is great news. Mm-hmm. Stopped his holdout. We've got Frank Clark, who seems to be just just really you know 
showing what he can do. Um, it, apparently, he did a spin move today that everybody wet the pants from. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were like, God, if he keeps doing this, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun year. Um, so that, you know, you got Chris Jones, and you've got you, you know, you've got Frank Clark right next to each other, just just tearing it up. So mm-hmm. you know, we've we've got some nice little pieces in here. We've got the excitement of looking forward to Tyron Matthew. Um, Brashad Breland is another one. We've got Thornhill, who's one of the rookies. Mm-hmm. We've got um, on the other side of it, we've got Nicole Hardman. It, there just seems to be a lot of things now that are getting this fan base excited. And mm-hmm. this Chiefs camp just feels different. And mm-hmm. we can feel it across here, can't we? We can feel it over here that the reports that we're getting through, because, I mean, oh God, it'd be lovely to get to one of these training camps one day, but we're having to sit over here. Like, we're like sat on the bench, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah. We're sat on the bench waiting to be called in just to just to go to this Chiefs camp and just witness what's what the hell's going on. But we we're getting a lot of reports from everyone on social media and that, and lots of videos that we've been watching, and we're feeling it. We're definitely feeling it over here, mate, aren't we? Yeah, it's it's really accessible, isn't it? It's like yeah. if you compare it to our football, where training is so like so much behind closed doors. Like they have the odd day every now and then, which they will open up to public. But that's mainly younger fans and families. Um, but in terms of actually being able to see the team train and see them work on stuff, you just don't get it in our football. Where American football is more noticeably the the NFL is so much more accessible for fans. And, and it's something that I do want to experience one day. It's just that I've got to weigh it up with what would I sooner do or rather do? Would I sooner go to St. Joe or go to Kansas City for camp for a week or two? Yeah. Or would I sooner wait and go a couple of months afterwards and go see a game? Maybe like when I'm older and I'm a grown up. Um, or maybe when my kids are grown up, rather, I can go for an extended period of time and and go and see training camp in the flesh because take it your does. Kids with you? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, I think that takes some convincing of the uh, <laughs> the old ch- the old wife. Yeah, well, she's not my wife, but well, she will be. She might be pa- then. She will be because the Chiefs will win a Super Bowl, and you know what happens when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, but back to the point. There is a huge buzz around. Chiefs camp and St. Joe at the moment, like the attendance this year, what is a record breaking? I think I read like 8,000 people, something like that. It was either second best or the most, or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's over the course of the weekend. Buzz, yeah. And that's like everyone's talking about the team, but that's down to one person that is the Mahomes effect, yeah, in, in full flow. Like he is the superstar of the league now, and the Chiefs fans know it, they know they've got someone special there, and everyone just wants to go out and see their glimpse of Mahomes and by all accounts he hasn't been disappointing so far yeah exactly and it makes you wonder doesn't it how many new fans the Chiefs have this year from the Mahomes effect you know people wanting to get into you know watching the NFL and stuff especially people over here in the UK mm-hmm. you know and you look and type in you know who's the best quarterback in the league so far and you've got Tom Brady and you've got this other guy called Patrick Mahomes, who won the MVP, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably going to look at the young guy, aren't you, and think, do you know what? I might stick with that one. Being be a new new fan of the Chiefs, you only have to look at last year's highlights, and I feel like we're going over old ground here. But if you just yeah. put on last year's highlights, that alone, his 2018 highlights are better than most quarterbacks' career highlights. He has more standout plays than than all of them yeah. or most of them. So that alone should be enough to draw fans in. Obviously Kansas City's got the big thing going against them 
and that's Kansas City itself. And that's not nothing. That's not me bashing the city, <coughs> yeah. but it's just not a tourist destination to to people over in Europe. People in Europe tend to stick to coastal mm-hmm. t- cities and towns, or if they're going to go inland, they will go to the bigger cities like Chicago's or Dallas. Yeah. So they can see is fighting a losing battle there, but the great equalizer here and the great equalizer going forward is Patrick Mahomes. Who would you rather watch? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly that. Well, I mean, Mahomes has been just apparently he's been a. a a notch above what he was last time. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's really um, looks comfortable, looks really confident. He's trying new things in uh, in in training, um, and the reports coming out at the moment, uh, Mahomes are it, it just looks different and mm-hmm. good, different, um, which has got even more people excited. Um, he threw an interception today, didn't he? But um, nobody's really worried about that because he threw about eleven in the the, the previous <laughs> training camp last year, didn't he? And yeah. what happened? So um, yeah, he's not afraid of trying new things, but he also looks as though he's got this chip on his shoulder. He's not stopped working literally since the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and you can see that on the on the, the videos that we've been seeing that he just seems as though he really, really wants to get that next level. He's um, dialed in. He is. He's totally dialed in. But I think he was dialed in as soon as that game finished. Mm. I think he's been dialed in since he got into the league. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think he could have been ready to play in year one. I'm glad he didn't in year one because we've seen the benefit since because Alex Smith did worked wonders for him yeah. but the guy is the ultimate professional and I think that goes back to his upbringing being surrounded by sports teams yeah, his whole life um, but he is he's, you can tell he's not motivated entirely by money he wants to win the big one yeah. and I feel like that last year was a missed opportunity they were so close they should have probably gone to the Super Bowl and probably should have won it last year um, despite having a t- terrible defence and I I think Patrick Mahomes knows this and he's desperate to get yeah. back or get to the Super Bowl and go and lift that trophy which I hope they will yeah he seems like he's a, his leadership is above everything else now um, well, so he, he is the numero uno he, 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 he's the alpha dog yeah 100% the alpha dog in that locker room now like last year you could have forgiven him for being like a quiet figure because there was alpha dogs in there the likes of Eric Berry Justin Houston but those guys have gone now and he is the alpha dog of that locker room and he is the true leader of that team now. he's going to get more of his teammates listening to him this year isn't mm-hmm. he? so that's, yeah. that's going to be a good thing um, the, the the loudest reaction that uh, the Chiefs players got or one of the players got uh, at training camp was Tyreek Hill Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going straight on to Tyreek Hill because we're going to get into the other players as well that have impressed us so far. But um, Tyreek Hill, training camp, received the loudest applause as he took the field, and it it looked good to a point, didn't it? That you know we were looking forward to seeing Tyreek Hill and Mahomes connecting on the field, which we have been seeing. But then there was this, there was a bit of a situation in one of the press conferences which has left a little bit of. Uh, would you say a bit of taste but a bit of a question mark over how it's moved on a bit how, mm. how the whole story of, of Tyree Hill's moved on a bit um, so we're having to contend with that at the moment do you do you think that this is going to really affect the Chiefs in any way going forward or is it going to affect Hill moving forward in this I think the storyline will die a death yeah and it will once football kicks off. Like, obviously, some people are going to bring it up every week yeah. because people will feel like he should have got a ban. And there's going to be a conversation and there's going to be questions asked every week. But in general, the football should do the talking come week one. Uh-huh. 
obviously it's still fresh in the mind and I am of the opinion that Tariq Hill could have handled the press conference a little better yeah. um, I'm, I'm very much in the whole two wrongs don't make a right type yeah. of camp um, especially when he was saying he was gr- he's kind of grown uh, yeah, that's where above that, that now that's where it doesn't sit entirely right with me because he talked about growing and he was very professional in his press conference and what he was saying was he was saying all the right things for sure and it just not just, just that little maturity but it yeah. just it just it didn't feel like it was entirely necessary at the time I feel like he he's been cleared he's had his name cleared the report obviously we won't mention names everyone knows who it is um asked a question and he could have done better by himself by just answering the question like normal and getting off the stand and just yeah. getting yeah. off the stand yeah and unfortunately with him acting the responding the way he did whether you feel it was warranted or not has drawn more attention back to the situation and I feel like the Chiefs probably would have had a word with Tyreek Hill on how he handled it um, and probably advised him not to do something similar uh, again and I'm hoping that this whole situation can be nipped in the bud because by the by the law and by the NFL it is done um, now and once football starts once games start getting played it all gets not completely forgotten about, but pushed to the side so we can talk about Tyreek Hill's ability yeah. as opposed to his backstory. I think it will do. Um, I mean, I was on the mindset of, I thought it looked as though he kind of flinched when he heard the reporter's name. Mm-hmm. Um, more of a reaction than than something that he thought was he was going to do pre-planned kind of thing but it still it still happened he provoked a reaction which was gonna it was always gonna get and I don't want to go too much into oh, no, no, I'm not. because I know it's a it's it's a subject which people are completely split on yeah. and some people have got nasty over it unnecessarily um, unfortunately let's and, keep it classy yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like he knew that yeah. what he was asking and he he just made a point, I think. And some could say, yeah, he had he's he was within his right to do that because of what has been said before. But like I said earlier, two wrongs do not make a right. Rise above uh, it. Rise above it. Yeah. Show show that growth that you've talked about for the last two minutes in your press conference. Show that growth and show that you're like you are a, a grown up and a man that's willing to move on. Yeah, from it so exactly. that's where and I stand on it I think we should move on from it as well mate. yeah that's can right. we can we just be done now can with we the do, whole do the Tyree Kill situation like next time we talk about Tyree Kill can we just talk about his ability and his playmaking yes. obviously if something comes to light and something as there's another story about Tyree Kill we will go into it mm. um, but we get asked questions about Tyree Kill and our opinions all the time and I don't particularly enjoy talking about the subject anymore um, I've actually slowed down a little bit on, on not that I have by the way by the way what? sorry I, I never enjoy Enjoy talking about the subject. Just to clarify, that no, is, no, is a horrible. It's a horrible. Um, that was poor word. I think it's I mean. the duration it's, that it's lasted. Yeah, isn't it's it? just it's been. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just been tiring, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, that's exactly how it has been. Yeah, and um, yeah, can we just talk about? Let's talk about now? something fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's have a look. So we've got. Um, yeah. So we we we've been checking out the videos and uh, Chiefs camp and everything and. We've already talked about Mahomes. Everybody talks about Mahomes. That's that's part and parcel of being the MVP. But um, let's talk about who his connections are as well on this, because it looks as though Travis Kelsey's back. 
uh, doesn't seem to be having any problems with his ankle that he had mm-hmm. with the surgery. Uh, looks so good. yeah, he looks he looks fit. He looks really really ready to go. Um, his drinking binges clearly haven't put a little pot belly on him, which I hate <laughs> uh, because you know he seems as always he can, he can drink for drink for I was going to say drink for England there, but he can drink for uh, for America, and he he just doesn't seem to put any pot belly on, which <laughs> I hate him for. Um, but Michael Hardman has actually been doing well as well. Um, yeah, apparently so. Running yeah. with the twos did quite good. Yeah, he's looked really good. Um, it, it, his speed is obviously something that everybody talks about, but it also it looks as though part of his route running game has, has really stood out in that as well. But like you said, if he's if he's out there with the twos, he's probably going to look, look better if he's going to be um, mm-hmm. you know that kind of player who looks to be one of those who could have replaced Tyreek Hill if that situation had changed. Yeah, now now looks more likely to replace Sammy Watkins. Than he yeah, does Hill. Um, and it seems as though that I was I was actually going to get onto that actually because it looks as though uh, Watkins looks great, um, Hardman looks great. Uh, we've talked about the wide receivers before um, in there, um, but there was one surprise in there that seems to be keep coming up at the moment, and that's Byron Pringle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing some amazing things in in Chiefs camp at the moment, and I just wondered. Is this really going to? Is this the start of the hot and up process now of this wide receiver group? Do you think? Is this going to be like the the, the battle that everybody's going to be watching? I have no idea who's going to make the roster out of these wide receivers. That's the that's the problem we face. And you, yeah, obviously you have got locks: Tyreek Hill, yeah, Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson. They're locks. Yeah, but then you've got other guys. You've got Dieter, Kemp, Pringle, Custis. You've got all these guys that. On the outside, looking in as well, are they going to make it? How many receivers are going to are they going to carry? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many tight ends are they going to carry? Because that will affect how many receivers they carry as well. And so, I I think they'll probably carry six or seven. Yeah. Um, but Pringle seems to be impressing, and I know they were a fan of Pringle last year, and obviously he they give him the mystery IR status mm-hmm. so they could. They could carry him through the season and obviously use him this year so um, I think Pringle makes it I do yeah. think he makes it it's more speed to the Legion of Zoom, Legion of um, Zoom. D, D is the one I just don't understand do you know I'm glad you said that because it's, I don't either yeah it's nice guy great guy and he's a good I've, he's good friends with Mahomes as well that's probably what's helped him a bit more but I just don't know how he fits in with this wide receiving core now well put it this way if Pat Mahomes wants him on the roster, he can stay on the roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Best buddies with the uh, you know the MVP of the league. You're gonna you're gonna keep them around, don't you? Exactly. Bro? If he keeps him happy, then I'm all for Dieter being on this roster. But <laughs> yeah. based on play alone and ability alone, I'm not too sure he has a spot. Um, I, think, but, I think he's slipping down the order at the minute. Yeah, because Marcus Kemp is a better special teamer yeah. than than him. Uh, Custis is Im- impressed so far in camp. Obviously, it has been shorts and t-shirt for the majority. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on DR. That's going to be an interesting one because some people are saying, yeah, he's definitely a lock for the roster, mm-hmm. where I'm not so sure that he is. I, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's out of a job come the end of August. Yeah. Mm. yeah we'll soon see on that. Uh, the the Now, let's talk about a, a bit of a concern at the moment from uh, most Chiefs fans is... And we need to tread lightly on this because this is the only they've been the first day they've been wearing pads as well and been able to like actually hit each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't even do that, by the way. They were did, playing FUD no, they today. Yeah. They were doing FUD, not full tackle. Oh, FUD, right, okay. Yeah. Um, but the first 
first day or two, they've they they were actually just you know throwing the ball around. They were having a few mm-hmm. games, you know, uh, offense versus defense and all that. But the the defense seems to be a question mark at the minute, especially in the cornerback area, mm-hmm. and um, especially today as well. Actually, we just heard that uh, Keith Reese has uh, been carted off the training field with a, a, a suspected torn Achilles, which that's him out, isn't it? That's him out now for for the whole season. Yeah, um, and it, quest- it it begs the question: Do we have enough depth at cornerback? Do you feel comfortable in this cornerback unit at the moment? If you asked me this question before Breland's and Reese's, Reese's injury, I would have given the same answer. Yeah, absolutely not. No, it's definitely the Achilles heel. No pun intended. There was a pun there. I heard that. You <laughs> smiled at that a little bit of, of this of, of this team for sure. And I am con- more than concerned about corners because it's just a position that we've seemed to neglect- have neglected this entire off-season. Yeah. We all knew it was an issue last year. Obviously, we lost Stephen Nelson, who wasn't great last year, but he wasn't awful either. Obviously, Scandrick was terrible. Um and we bought, kind of we, forgot about him. He's just been signed by the Eagles, by the way. Oh my god! Um, really? Yeah. Hashtag banter. Um, <laughs> but then you've got Breland. We signed him, who impressed at the end of last year. But you probably would have him down as a replacement for Nelson, a like for like for Nelson. But the, we were still light on corner, mm. and we still didn't address it. We didn't address it in the draft. Well, we addressed it with Rashad Fenton. Fenton. <laughs> Fenton. Do you know he's got oh, wheels? Jesus that Christ. You know. He has, but he's a sixth round corner, and is he going to really amount to anyone? Or anything? Okay, you could argue Richard Sherman, or blah, 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 but Richard Sherman's a one in a million. But either way, you're not relying on Rashad Fenton to play snaps this year. Okay, you've draft you've signed Mark Fields as an undrafted free agent as well yeah. but we're still so 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 light, so light aren't we? Yeah. at corner and this team has to address this before week one it has yeah. to be addressed because if we go into the season with Bashar Breland, Traverius Ward and Kendall Fuller that's okay but if anything happens to any of those three we are screwed. Which it can, which we saw with Risa. Exactly. Uh, yeah, okay, he's probably not like uh, as part of the, the, the starting team, but... He was definitely back easy. up for one of them. Oh, well, he yeah. Was, it's, 100%, it's, you, could make a, you could make an argument that he was the fourth or fifth corner on this team. Yeah. So he was the backup, or one of the backups for, for our three guys, and yeah. he's now gone. But look okay. how easy it could happen, you see. Exactly. It could happen to any of the starters. Um, exactly. So, but... Who uh, we, we've mentioned this before, and uh, we keep going on about cornerbacks all the time. But mm-hmm. is there anybody out there at the moment that you feel that you could poach from another team? Just go here. Here's a few round, you know, draft picks. Uh, give us, give us your cornerback, and yeah, we'll be happy. You know, we'll be on our way, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody out there you feel would fit in nicely and is gettable, shall we say, <laughs> approachable <laughs> that we, you feel that the Chiefs could get? Well, when you're doing trades this part of the season and obviously into the mid-season, you need to attack teams that are either in a rebuild or out of it, or out of contention. So it's pointless targeting a team like the Patriots or, I don't know, the Chargers, the Colts, the Jaguars, anyone in the AFC South because they all consider consider themselves contenders. quite happy, aren't they? Yeah, there's, there's only a handful of teams that are actually, I would say 
are in true rebuild mode. And those are the teams that you probably need to go after because you need to go and get a veteran from one of them, uh, a vet that doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. So this is where Patrick Peterson, okay, he's suspended for the first six games. He is a prime example of the type of corner you should be going for, not just because of his ability, but because of the situation that he's in. He's an aging vet that's part of a team that are years away. Yeah. And so Patrick Peterson like that. And if you look down the list of NFL teams... I list maybe six or seven teams that are in true rebuild mode right now. I've got the Redskins, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Bucks, and then possibly the Lions. Did you say Redskins there? Yeah. They're the first team. Don't mention him. Don't mention him. See, you've got seven teams there that you could probably target. Like People are saying about, oh, we should target the Vikings and try and get one there, corners, try and get Xavier Rhodes. But I'm sure that the Vikings consider themselves contenders and oh, a true yeah. NFC player. So why would they want to get rid of Xavier Rose unless we were going to offer them a premium? And that's a premium that the Chiefs aren't going to be willing to pay right now. Yeah. Because obviously you've got the contract situation to, to then come on top of it. So if I'm the Chiefs, you could I'm looking to probably free agency, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. And you've got Mo Claiborne who obviously missed the end of last year, but who's been there, done that. He's got his injury worries now, but he's he's a would be good enough. I feel like as depth to add. Yeah. Same with Sam Shields. He's a free agent at the moment. He's a guy that played really really quite well when he filled in for the Rams last year. He's obviously a long time Packer than Rams last year, and part of their their group of um, DBs, which were quite good, including Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib, mm-hmm. and he filled in with them pretty well. So I, I would wouldn't mind right now for the Chiefs going for one of. Claiborne or Shields and riding with them and then assessing the situation after two or three weeks of the season and if it's still really bad yeah. then going after Patrick Peterson when the when his ban is up because is I think it's four, just four six weeks. games I think it is six six games so yeah see how it, it comes going along for the first few weeks of the season and if we're winning games great but if we're winning games but then getting torched on the outside yeah then I feel like the Chiefs would then need to pull the trigger on someone like Patrick Peterson. The Chiefs probably need to get into it into that early, I think, as well, because um, do something similar to what the Browns did with Kareem Hunt, because Kareem Hunt's serving his suspension, isn't he? But mm-hmm. getting Patrick Peterson in now, probably not now, but like nearer, you know, nearer like a few games of preseason just to settle in, get you know, get his mindset in there, and then wait those six weeks out, and then he's ready, isn't he? The Chiefs have got a, a little bit of, um, you know, bit of time with him I, I i don't think it is entirely necessary now because if you're gonna pay it you're paying someone now that you might not necessarily need because they might get into games and they think actually charvarius ward yeah. kendall fuller and breland are working out really really well and the system's working so why would you pay for patrick peterson now if those guys might be okay so i think you should do the right thing and wait it out and see how it gets on first and then feel like you need obviously you'll probably have to pay a little bit more if because the cardinals will know there's a need there but i don't see the point in ruining the chances of breland fuller and ward working out who would be much cheaper than peterson yeah, just for this, the they sake of having him for a preseason. Oh yeah, he would. And Peterson's that talented that you could just get in after week five, week six, plug him in, and he would just go lock down a, a receiver for you. Yeah, you could just plug him in and he'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I feel like they should ride what they got. Maybe add some free agents yeah. and then reassess after like two or three weeks. And if it is terrible, 
like we're probably expecting it to be yeah. then go out to the trade market maybe go after the vikings after the 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 cardinals and then try and trade for the the big guns to see yeah. if they can make the difference the player i think the chiefs should probably go for is somebody like uh, darius slay um okay he's he's had a good two years mm-hmm. uh, the last two years anyway um he's 28 uh, 28 years old so he's relatively young still um, I know it's 28 sounds old in this team doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> um, so yeah second round pick he's had two Pro Bowls um, he was co-leader in interceptions in 2017 so that's the kind of player and he's on that he's in that that catchment of you know teams that well I feel as those teams that uh, don't you know are in a rebuild stage kind of thing but you mm-hmm. don't seem to think so after their recent signing do you well if you asked me this at the start of last week, I would have said, nah, the Lions are in a rebuild. Yeah. Absolutely fine. But then Mike Daniels obviously become available and they went out and signed him to a yeah, 9 million. Yeah, he's got a contender now. Nine, yeah, 9 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they paid big money for a guy that's essentially going to be a rental for a year or so. Yeah. So that tells me that they're not in rebuild mode. They want to be competitive in the NFC North. So I think Slay will be a, will cost you a fair amount if you're uh, going to go after him. But it would be a great, a yeah. great acquisition if they could if they could manage it. Exactly. And Brett Veach, I'm sure if he has um, recognised Slay as a potential guy to come in, I'm sure he is asking the questions of the Lions yeah. to see how much it would cost. The uh, the other player I, I've got earmarked. You know, being being the uh, the GM of the Chiefs at the moment mm-hmm. is uh, it's a bit of a cheeky one as well. It's um, Tredavious White. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, yes, that guy who we would have probably got at um, you know pick twenty seven in the uh, twenty seventeen draft, but we kind of traded that away for round you know for a tenth overall pick um, to get our QB one. So uh, yeah, I would actually approach the Bills and go, "Do you fancy uh, trading as White?" Wow, <laughs> we'll I have that twenty seventh round, twenty seventh overall pick as well. This is what you could have won. This is uh, what you could have won. <laughs> Being wow. a bit cheeky with that one, aren't I? But he's relatively cheap. He's still on. He's still on his um, rookie, rookie deal. deal, isn't he? Yeah. Um. So I, I, yeah, I'd be knocking on that door. I'd be going to the Bills, going, Do you know what? Yeah, we'll have our twenty seventh overall pick back, please. I think they would tell you where to go. <laughs> yeah. In a heartbeat, they love him. And yeah. He's a good, good player. He is a good like, player. As yeah. far as twenty-seven picks go, he, he goes really well. It does ugh, he's been really good? Yeah. Done really well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, uh, but, but, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm yeah. really, really tired. But they're not. I mean, he's clearly, you know, he's not on a team that's that's going to really be a contender for. At Disagree. Least, what? The Bills, like outside of Josh Allen, they're, they're really good. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're really, really good. They're hard to beat up there in Buffalo as well. I I think they could be frisky this year, maybe. Really? Yeah, I think the whole AFC East could be a little friskier than normal, except for the <laughs> Dolphins. Yeah, I do. And there's no way in hell. There, there is no way in hell the Bills are trading white. I, if I was picking that phone call up, probably, mm. I would. I'd be picking the phone up and going, no. do you know that... Uh, yeah, gonna be cheeky and ask. <laughs> Do you know what I think might happen though? What? If the Chiefs are going to aggressively um, go after a trade, they could go to the Giants, possibly, really? who are obviously wide receiverless for the first few games with Golden Tate suspension and a few injuries here and there. Oh, I um, see. A, tra- a player so, trade, yeah. So they could be do they could do with a, a wide receiver. So we could see your mate being traded, old D Rob. Does my bet still stand if that happens? Absolutely not. 
<laughs> if, well, if actually, actually, no, actually, Eli Manning's his quarterback. Yes, it does. <laughs> it still counts, right? Okay, <laughs> I'm just just double checking for our bet, mate. Mm-hmm. Really, really, just double checking. Uh, right, okay. Well, we've been rambling on about uh, Chiefs camp or anything at the moment. Is there anything else you want to add to the Chiefs camp talk, or are you quite happy though how things have been going and the energy in the camp? And that? are you okay with everything at the minute? Just don't get injured. Pat. Just, just, just chill. Out just here. like I, I think it was the Browns' hard knocks last year or the year before. Um, I can't remember. You know, it was last year. Yeah. And uh, someone touched the quarterback, and you had Greg Williams going, "Don't touch the quarterback!" <laughs> He's screaming at him. And uh, nobody touched the quarterback. And like <laughs> that is rule number one of this camp. Yeah. No one touched Patrick Mahomes. Like, leave him alone just leave him be I know you rookies and you defenders that are try- fighting for uh, spots on the roster do not put yourself ahead of us yeah. because uh, if Patrick Mahomes is there you step aside and you don't touch him yeah just leave him alone yeah exactly because if he got injured like I think like I'm touching wood right now actual table not me I was going to say okay um <laughs> If 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 anything happened to Pat, I would be inconsolable. I think. Yeah, I think the whole kingdom would just yeah. shut down, wouldn't it? I would just be sitting here miserable for the next year until yeah. next training camp. Yeah, it'd be. Awful. I don't even think I'd watch the season. I think I'd cancel the podcast for a year <laughs> and just take a year off from NFL. Yeah, yeah. Quit quit our head pride and everything. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't <laughs> like, it. I don't want to watch Chad any. It's like watching Tyler Palco. Yeah. Well, maybe not because he's got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and, yeah. and whatnot, and Andy Reid. But nonetheless, it would just wouldn't be worth. It. The Chiefs would go to what, like a seven and nine season, because Andy Reid probably buys you five or six wins yeah. along with the weapons. Seven and nine, sixteenth, seventeenth pick. Yeah. We'd probably use it to trade for some player from the Dolphins or the Titans or someone like that and we'd have to wait until next August for Patrick Mahomes to come back oh my god it's so depressing nobody uh, hurt Patrick Mahomes just don't touch him please do not touch him yeah um, I think everyone's praying for that mate I, I wouldn't I would be happy as well him not actually playing any of the preseason games yeah don't put him in just don't, don't just don't put him in just don't put him in no. Uh, I know it's all about chemistry and things like that. He's, he's built that up all last year. Forget about yeah. it. Don't even put him in. Pre-season. He's got chemistry with Hill. He's got chemistry with uh, Kelsey. He's got chemist- some chemistry with Watkins. Damian Williams looks legit. Carlos Hyde is a veteran. He knows what he's doing. The O line knows what they're doing. Just leave him out of the preseason, please. <laughs> Just like, give him a four week rest. Yeah, yeah please. All right, then we'll end it there, mate. Uh, those are our thoughts on the Arrowheads Broad podcast. Let us know your thoughts about Chiefs training camp. Who is your hot tip? Who are you really excited about? All that kind of thing. Um, let us know on the twi- the Arrowheads Broad Twitter page at KCChiefs underscore UK. Oh, so, Brad, oh, one what, what, more what? thing. What? I've got a competition to do. I'm so sorry. You've forgotten about a competition. I did. I always forget. <laughs> you didn't even tell me you were going to do one. I know. I forgot to let you know. So I've just, got, <laughs> I've just got, I've got the thing here. I just need to find. Uh, you need to tell me when to stop. What's the? What's the? What's yeah, the someone could win a print. It was a Twitter competition. Oh, so very nice. So right, tell me when to stop. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Going, scrolling. Uh, stop. Right, Daniel Shilotsky. Shilotsky. Uh, where are Good you name. from? I don't know, but. He follows us on Twitter. You've won a uh, a Pat Mahomes signed print, courtesy of Ian Edwards. 
Who, Very nice. Yeah, so I'll I'll be in contact, Daniel. Yeah. Well done, well done. And in other news, by the way, we go to two shows a week from next week. Yeah. We do. So double the fun double. every single week. <laughs> oh, man. Talking about pre-season. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Really. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, then. So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.